0: Hello. How are you doing this afternoon? Good. Great. Praise the Lord. So this afternoon I'm going to. Uh, this month is a month of October. Uh, last month, September, we talked about the kingdom of God. Learning the kingdom of God through parables. Yeah. So that uh, Jesus explained the kingdom of God that is the era after His first coming until His second coming. And He explained to His disciple about the kingdom of God through the parables. And through that parables we can understand the nature of the kingdom of God. And now this afternoon coming to month of October, we are going to discuss about a kingdom's character. Okay, say with me, kingdom's character. Yeah, kingdom's character. There is a characteristics of some people in a certain area. If you look at uh, Indonesian people, all right, what are the characteristics of Indonesian people? Joyful, all right, good. What? Friendly. Friendly, all right, okay, good. What else? Food, food, and delicious food. (laughs) And chili. (laughs) Uh, What are the characteristics of Singaporean? Huh? Performance. performance, uh, I think a Singaporean knows better. James, what are the characteristics of Singaporean? (laughs) Don't know. Yeah? Chili crab. crab. All right, yeah, chili crab. Okay. What are the characteristics of Malaysians? Uh, Gilbert is behind right? Yeah. And we have people of different places have different characteristics. In the kingdom of God, there are characteristics also in the kingdom of God. Amen? Now look at the person next to you and ask him, are you in the kingdom of God? Yeah. If you are, then let's learn about the characters in the kingdom of God. Now, Characters are very important, brothers and sisters. Characters are very important. Psalm chapter 25, verse 21 say, May integrity and honesty protect me, for I put my hope in you. You know, the prodigal son, the prodigal son, received such a huge blessing, material, material blessing. Well... Maybe not material blessing. Maybe wealth, rather. Because blessing is favor of God. Maybe this is just simply wealth. He got a lot of wealth. He asked his father, say, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And his father gave it to him, wealth. But he has no character. And what happened? The wealth destroyed Him. He spent all his wealth, he squandered it, and his life was destroyed because of wealth, because he has no character. And then he came to a point where he was at the lowest point of his life, a pig is an unclean animal to the Jewish people. And yet he needs to tend to the pig because there's no other job. And he shared his food with the pig because it's just, he's so hungry. It's at the lowest level of his life. Character, poor character, has destroyed him. And at that time, he remembered about his father. Thank God that he remembered. Amen. All of us need to remember the love of God. No matter how far you are, no matter how failed you have been, God still loves you even today. His grace is still available for us. Amen. And that's why we can thank Him. We can always thank Him and say, God, thank you for your grace. And there is a change in that prodigal son from the first time, he said, give me, Lord. And he said, I will turn, I will go back to my father and I will say, Father, I have sinned against you and sinned against heaven. And the prodigal son said, what? Make me one of your servant. Today, this afternoon, some of us come to this place and we want to come to God and say, God, give me. Give me healing, give me the job that I want, give me promotion, give me uh, you know all the things that I wish. But I want to recommend to you that is a better prayer, and that is called: Make me, Lord, make me a pleasing child unto you, make me a faithful servant unto you, make me a worthy vessel. For your glory. How many of you want to say that? Amen. Hallelujah. You want to say that with me? Lord, make me. Father, make me. Hallelujah. And God is going to make you. And when God has done with you, made you, He's good blessing you. Because His favor is on you. Your parents love children who obey us. Those who don't obey us, we still love them, but they will go through all the troubles and problems. Why? Because they don't listen to the wisdom of, uh, of their parents. Same way, brothers and sisters, many times we don't listen to our father. and just want to say, God, no longer I, no longer what I want, but Lord, make me according to your will. Let's that become, let that become our prayer this afternoon. Amen. Amen. And people who have characters, Joseph has character. Oh, he was thrown away to the uh, pit, you know, the dry well. He was sold as a slave. Oh, he is a, he is a favorite son. He has all the things. He lost everything and then he became slave. Life of slave is really unpleasant. It's very hard, very harsh. And he has a way out when the Potiphar's wife seduced him. He could just simply take that way out. But he is a man of integrity. He say, no. All in this, my master's house is under me. But you, madam, I will not sin. Against God And he ran away And for that he had to go to jail But even in the jail God still bless him Because of the integrity Because of his character Character is important After all these things After we've done all these things We come to God God sees our character As who we are we put a lot of ornaments, we put a nice dress, I put on this jacket and tie, a nice shirt, because we have a holy communion this afternoon, right? We want to celebrate the uh, fellowship, the table of the Lord. But more than our beautifying outwardly, look at inside today, just between you and God. God knows, you know. Something need to change And let's work it out with the Lord That He may change us Daniel In Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 said, Daniel resolved in his heart That he would not defile himself How many of us this afternoon want to say that word I would not Defile myself It's very challenging But by the grace of God By the help of the Holy Spirit We can do it Amen You want to do that? Do you want to pray that prayer? Amen Let's close our eyes Just say Lord Help me That I would not Defile myself In Jesus name Wow (laughs) <laughs> the devil would hit you. <laughs> but God would be pleased seeing our obedience, our willingness, and our commitment. And character will protect us, character will bring us to the place of blessing. What is character? Before that, uh, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over fish of the sea and so on. First is that image too is dominion. We do not want to give a dominion for our children or our employee if they are not trustworthy. But if they have the character you would entrust them more and more and more. Yeah, my parents have a uh, have a somebody who helped our household, and she's very faithful, she's honest, and so on. And my parents entrust her with a lot of things. All the finance of the family, he, she she is uh, doing that, managing that. Why? Because she's a ma- she's a woman of integrity. You, you would have that in your life. And same thing with our children, you would not entrust them more unless... They are trustworthy. Do you want to be trustworthy before God? Because if you are trustworthy, God will give you dominion. And He will entrust you with big things. Because otherwise, it would destroy you rather than blessing you. What are the characters? Miles Monroe gives three points about characters. And it's a wonderful uh, point that we can learn this afternoon. Number one, character is a commitment to a set of values without compromise. We want to read this together. One, two, three. Character is a commitment to a set of values without compromise. What are values? Values is things that you value. We value money. Oh, yeah. We do not want to lose money. Value, yeah. If I drop one dollar, maybe some of you will take. But if I drop one hundred dollar, maybe some of you, you know, more people would take, right? Because money is important. Wealth. It's important, and, and, and we, we look for that. But do we value money more than our integrity? We want to value our integrity more than anything else. Uh, marriage and family. Marriage vow that we say to our spouse still does do us part. Is it still the same today? Amen? Amen? Husband, look at your wife. Wife, look at your husband. Amen? We will be faithful until the end. Amen? Right? Yeah, my wife is here. <laughs> Hallelujah. We need to have a strong family in the church of Jesus Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. What the, the commitment to our, the things that we value, we value our, uh, our, our family, we we will put down other things when there are important things happen to our family. Because we value it more than others. We value salvation more than others. Amen? Um, There are some people who leave their faith, go to other religion, other faith, so that he or she can get married with that person. Or he or she can get a better uh, uh, influence or position. You know, It happens in Indonesia. It doesn't happen here in Singapore, especially in the BIS. Amen? <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number two, character is dedication to a set of standards without wavering. Character is a dedication to a set of standards without wavering. You set your own standard. Companies set a standard. Office hour is 9 a.m. until 6 p.m., for example. And there's a standard for people to come and do the work okay, and go back home. And there is a standard in our life that we want to set and Jesus, in Matthew chapter 5, He set a very high standard. And in, uh, in, uh, in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus say, don't think that I will abolish the law, uh, you know, hukum taurat, the laws. No. In fact, if in the law, in the book of law, you heard that you shall not murder, Jesus increased that standard. Jesus uh Make that uh, standard higher and say, but I say to you, if everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable of judgment, whoever insults his brother will be liable to counsel, Whoever say you fool will be liable to the hell of fire. You say you have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. That is in the book of law, and Jesus said, But I say unto you, everyone who looks at the woman with lustful intent, has already committed adultery with her in his heart, and so on. That is a standard in the kingdom of God, a standard very high, and may, by the grace of God, we live up to that standard, because we are children of the King. Amen? Amen? When a person is coming to the royal family, there is a, what do you call that? a Mentor or tutor or somebody who will groom that person. You know, uh, I do not know when uh, Megan, uh, what's the name? The wife of the, Meghan Markle, right? Uh, she was an artist before, right? Actress before, right? And then she became uh, part of the royal family. I believe she has to go through Do's and don'ts in the royal family so that she doesn't embarrass the family of uh, the, the queen, right? The British Empire. And we are ambassador of the kingdom of God. Amen? And we need to live according to God's standard. The last one, character is self-imposed discipline for the sake of moral conviction. Character is self-imposed discipline for the sake of moral uh, conviction. That means we are imposing this conviction into our life. Whether people see that or not, whether you are in a public place or in a private place, you are imposing that standard, that value, and that moral conviction to your life because you believe that is the right thing to do. It's not so, not, not so that other people see that you are doing the right thing, but because you believe that is the right thing to do. Right? And 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, uh, Apostle Paul says, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what I should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Friends and sisters, if you say we have met Jesus, our lives must be transformed. Our lives must be different from before we have met Jesus. There is a story. Uh, it's called Mikey, Mickey Cohen, Mikey Cohen or Mickey Cohen. Mickey Cohen is a gangster. He's a is a is a bad gangster and. I mean, you you may not not have heard his name. He was a boxer before, and then he became like a bodyguard of a certain gang. And then he became a gangster, and he took over from Baxi, something you know, in uh, Al Capone era, and so on. And he's very very uh, uh, prominent in the underworld. And he was so bad, uh, but one day uh, he met Billy Graham. And Billy Graham uh, evangelized him, and he, he swims like Open up to, to the gospel, and he said, "Yeah, okay, I want to become Christian." <laughs> and then, later on, Billy Graham team came to him and said, "You need to change your life. You can't continue to live this." gangsterism life, and then he said, you never told me that I have to give up my career, you never told me I had to give up my friends, and there are Christian movie stars, Christian athletes, Christian businessmen, so what's wrong for being Christians gangster? Oh, if we evangelize somebody, we need to tell them the cost of following Jesus Christ, Amen. So he wants everything, but he doesn't want to change his life. Brothers and sisters, let us not become another Mickey Cohen. We want to change our lives because that is the right thing. That is the glorious thing. That is the wonderful thing. How can we, uh, have met? Uh, how can we say that we have met a great doctor and we are still sick? Perhaps it's not the greatest doctor. Yeah, if you have met a great doctor, we should be healed. If you have met a great tutor, a great teacher, we should have a good marks. Yeah, uh, my children, you know, uh, have uh, some struggles in uh, Chinese in uh, some subjects. So we call some tutor. Okay, and then we change tutor until we find the best tutor and the tutor that makes them able to study and understand. And bring good results. We have met Jesus. Let our lives show that we indeed have met great Savior, Master, and Lord. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Now... um, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 says, May God Himself, God of peace, sanctify you through and through, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. What are the characters that God wants in our life? There are a few parts of scriptures that are really great. Okay? First Corinthians chapter 13, I attempted to take that as the kingdom's character about love. Love is patient, love is humble. Uh, Love doesn't not boast; it's not arrogant, and so on. Um, uh, Childlike character, like Jesus says, you know, who can, who is the greatest in the kingdom of God? And uh, you know, the the disciples are fighting, who is the greatest? You know, Uh, is it you, Peter? Is it you, James? Is it you, John? No, no. Jesus say, I just bring a, a, a little child and put it into his arm, and say, unless you become like this child, this little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. But uh, this afternoon, I want to share with you from the Sermon on the Mount. It's talking about the Beatitudes, about the blessed uh, characters, and 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 you you know the first one that God says uh, that Jesus says, "Blessed is the poor in spirit, for there is is the kingdom of God." What is the word of blessed? Anybody want to try? What is the what is the meaning of the word blessed? Blessed. Blessed. Oh, I'm blessed. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, but what does it mean? Uh, In one translation, it says it's happy. Happy are you if you are this, and so on. But there is a deeper um, meaning to this blessed. It means positive judgment from God. Positive judgment of God. That means it's simply God's approval. Meaning, if you do this... uh, where is the slide? Just show the slide. Okay, so that, you know, I don't show my face. <laughs> so, uh, blessed are the poor in spirit. If you have poor in spirit character, you are being approved by God. Yeah, and so on. All right? So, with that understanding, we want to see this. Blessed are the poor in the spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What does it mean by poor in the spirit? Poor in the spirit... It doesn't mean a conviction of no value, saying that, oh, I cannot do anything, I'm nothing, I'm worthless. No, 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 that's not poor in the spirit. Poor in the spirit, it doesn't mean that uh, a shyness, no, 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 it's not me, you, you, okay, other people. No, 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 that's not poor in the spirit. Poor in the spirit definitely is not bringing self down so that others lift you up. And some people say, no, I cannot do anything, I'm nothing, you know, I, I, I just, uh, I just doesn't make a cut into it. Yeah? If somebody said that to you, what happened? You will say, no, you are good, no, you are all right. That is what says, the person expecting actually, right? That is not the poor in the spirit. Poor in the spirit means an acknowledgement of our bankrupt, spiritual bankruptcy before God nothing good that we can offer. Poor in the Spirit means that we are so poor in the Spirit that we cannot save ourselves, that we need the Savior, that we can be saved only by grace, and that we can continue to be saved only by grace. What does it mean? When you come to receive Jesus as Lord, your Lord and Savior the first time, you know how sinful you are. And then you know that after that, the Bible says that you are made righteous before God. Amen? And then you walk... And you're thinking that I'm the child of God and I've made, made righteous. And then suddenly you fall into sin. You fall another temptation. You fall to another, you make another turn and, you know, mess up your life. And you think that, oh, no, no, no. How can it be, right? And you think that after you are saved last time, we can live our life with our own strength. No, every day we need to say to God, God, if you are not with me, if you don't go with me, if your presence doesn't go with me, I would not know how to make it. I would not want to leave this place. That's a Moses prayer. The poor in spirit says, "I need you, God. Every day I depend on you, Lord. Every day lead me, God, and guide me." Isaiah chapter 66 says, Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool, says the Lord. What is the house that you would build for me? What is the place for my rest? All these things my hand has made. And so all these things came to be, declares the Lord. But this is the one to whom I will look. He who is humble and contrite or broken in spirit and trembles at my word. This is the one to whom I will look. He who is humble, contrite in spirit, and tremble at my word. Psalm chapter 34, verse 8 says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. And Jesus continues to give this parable about the tax collector and the Pharisee who enter into the house of God. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other one a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, and even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector standing far off would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humble himself will be exalted. We need to continue to, be, to have a disposition of poor in the spirit. Humble ourselves before the Lord because it is only by His grace we can be saved. And it's only by His grace we can continue this life in His salvation. And then the riches of the poverty. Yeah. We need to become poor to become rich. And That's a paradox, a lot of paradox in the Bible. We need to become the riches of the poverty is that for theirs is the kingdom of God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 says, For He raised us up from the dead along with Christ and seated us uh, with Him in the heavenly realm because we are united with Christ Jesus. How many of you want to come to God this afternoon? Lord, let me be poor in spirit and let me have the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And secondly, brothers and sisters, the second thing uh, that are about eight uh, in the Beatitudes. I will not uh, go through all eight. I'll just take three. The second one is about meekness. Blessed is blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. The meek means the gentle. Gentle is strong. Yeah. Uh, um, meekness is not weakness Okay, Meekness is gentleness Gentleness is like a tame horse And you show the picture Like a tame horse Horse is very strong Yeah, This Mustang, very strong But if the horse is wild The horse will be useless But if the horse with its strength Has been tamed The horse will become very valuable. And the horse race, you know, how much is the cost of one horse? It's very expensive. It is said that nothing is so strong as gentleness. Nothing is so gentle as real strength. I repeat again. Nothing is so strong as gentleness. And nothing is so gentle as real strength. How many husbands are gentle to your wife? Raise your hands. Raise your hands up high. <laughs> you show strength and restraint. Blessed are you. How many wives are gentle to your husband? All right. Praise the Lord. You show strength because you can control yourself. Those who can overcome themselves more than a warrior. More than a hero, hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Now, what is the uh, opposite of meekness, so that we understand whether we are meek or not? Yeah, meekness or gentleness. Okay, there are four things. The opposites. Number one is harshness. Uh, can we just show the slide? Huh? or oh, cannot? Oh, something goes wrong. Okay. <laughs> okay harshness harshness is mean in treating others yeah harshness and uh, I, I i like this okay uh uh I, I like to observe my boss okay uh some of my bosses not all of them some of them can be quite hard you know in the meeting oh you should do this you should do that no why don't you do this? You know, you need to resolve this. Try this and try that. Okay, how many of, uh, of you have uh, such a boss like this? <laughs> Hallelujah, praise God. And you just simply say, oh, okay, okay, but it cannot, it's difficult. Yeah, but you must be tough. You need to, you know, uh, try this and so on. And I like to wait until I have the next meeting where my boss needs to report the result to his boss. <laughs> And then he become in my position trying to explain about the deal to his boss. And then his boss over there say, why don't you think about this? Why don't you think about that? And he just need to, you know, uh, he just need to tone down, okay? So he become like a very tame uh, in front of his boss, but he can be very fierce to his uh, team members. So, brothers and sisters, if you are managers, please be kind to your team members. Yeah. So, harshness is the... Uh, is the uh, opposite of uh, meekness. Grasping, number two, is about, grasping is me first. I want to be first. Meekness or gentleness, they allow others to take first. And you think that, oh, the opportunity doesn't come twice. Well, Abraham, Abraham, he asked Lot to choose first. If you go to the left, I go to the right, if you go to the right, I'll go to the left. Because Abraham knows he is a peaceable person. He wants to live in peace. And wherever he goes, God will bless him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Number four. Number three. It's a vengeful. Try to pay back. Retaliate. Retaliate. Number four. Uncontrolled. Explosive rage. When you are angry in the premarital wedding, counseling I always say there's a time to be silent, there's a time to talk. When you are angry, there's a time to be silent. Amen? Praise God. There are time for you to teach other people, but, you know, teach the family, but that is when you are not in anger. Hallelujah. How can we be gentle, sisters? We need to Work with the Holy Spirit, God, because the fruit of the Spirit is gentleness. We need to yoke with Jesus. Jesus says, I am gentle and humble and have a yoke with me and fill yourself with God's love. If the sponge is filled with water, if you press a little bit, the water will come out. If the sponge is soaked in, a, in a, a syrup, you press a little bit, the syrup will come out. If the sponge is dry, nothing will come out. We need to soak ourselves in the love of God. Number one, blessed are those who are poor in the spirit, because theirs is the kingdom of God. Number two, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And finally, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Let's see the next slide. There's a pure water there. Do you feel thirsty when you see this picture? (laughs) You want to drink this water? Okay, next. What if in this water we put switch water? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. It's a whole tank of clean water and you just take just a few drops from the toilet bowl, for example. Yeah, you do not want that. You do not want to drink that. It's polluted, but the fresh and pure water is refreshing, and we want to be pure before the Lord. Jesus warned the scribes and Pharisees, and He says, You clean up things outwardly, but I want you to clean up inwardly. In Matthew chapter 23, verse 25 and 26, Woe to you, the scribes, uh, not this one, uh, and Pharisees, you hypocrites, because you clean up the cup and the plate outside, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. And in Mark chapter 7, that slide Okay, what happened in this uh, scripture is that Jesus is asked, hey, how come your disciples don't wash hands before eating? That is a customary over there. This is good to wash hands before eating. I always wash my hands before eating. But Jesus says the most important is not you wash your hand, because what comes to you, what you eat, it will go through your stomach and then it will go to sewage. But what comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of man come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, and so on. All these evil things come from within and they defile a person. How many of you want to say this afternoon, Lord, sanctify me through and through? Sanctify me through and true. And Jesus says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. They will experience God in a different way. They will experience God in a deeper manner. And the book of Timothy says, There are um, prabot, um, there are things that you use. Let's say you know you have a plate and uh, uh, cups that are used for ordinary use, and there are uh, plates and cups that you use for special use, the one that has uh, maybe got a, a gold lining with a special ornament, and so you, you, you make it special. And the Bible says those who purify themselves, they are like the, the plates and cups, the utensils that are used for greater glory. How many of you want to be used by God in the greater glory? Amen. And let's purify our hearts. Not many sermons talk about this, but this afternoon, brothers and sisters, I think it's timely for us to say that God, there are things that need to change within I've been praying for breakthrough. I've been praying for uh, uh, victory. I've been praying for the giants in my life. I've been praying for mountain in my life. I've been praying for a lot. God, God, this afternoon, I just want to look within. Let me be poor in spirit. Let there be meekness and gentleness in my heart. And let there be sanctification that produce purity in my life, And finally, Titus chapter 2, verse 11 until 14. For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasure. We should live in this world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God while we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ will be revealed. He gave His life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us, to make us His very own people, totally committed to to doing good deeds. Hallelujah. We talk about this afternoon, about the characters in the kingdom of God. That no longer we say, give me, give me, give me. But this afternoon we want to say, make me, make me, make me, make me. And characters is a commitment to some certain values that we want to value. We value the kingdom of God. We value God's love. We value God's word certain standards that God has set for our lives. And it's a self-imposing discipline that we want to live. Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. Change me. Mold me. That we may become more like Jesus. And the one who are molded and changed and transformed to God's image, they are blessed. Because God says, let us make man in our image, that they may have dominion over the earth. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. I invite the worship team to come forward. We are going to pray. And we are going to sing this song to be pleasing you. To be pleasing you. This is all that I really want to do. Lord, I want to live my life to please you. I bring my heart before you to remold. Make of me a vessel fit for honor that I might shine for you as sparkling gold. Do you have that text? Lord, I want to live my life to please you I bring my heart before you to remote make of me a vessel fit for honor that I might shine for you as fucking gold Lord I want to live Lord, I want to live my life to please you. I bring my heart before you to remove. Make of me a vessel fit for honor. That I might shine for you as sparkling gold to be pleasing you. To be pleasing you, pleasing you, this is all I really want to do. To be pleasing you, pleasing you, this is all I really want to do. To be pleased. all I really want to do. Play this song. Oh Rabba ya, Lord, we pray, Lord, this afternoon. Every one of us, Lord, men and women, Lord, we live a life pleasing to you. Oh, let every family, Lord, we live a life pleasing to you. And Lord, when you see BIS, oh God, we pray that BIS will be pleasing to you, Lord. Oh Rabba Oh, we want to repent this afternoon. Oh, we do not want to harden ourselves Please anymore, God. We want to open up our hearts before you. Change us and mold us, oh God. Transform us, oh Lord. Any arrogance, any pride in our hearts, oh God. Change us, oh God change oh God oh you want to repent. oh if we are mean to other people oh God if we are not caring enough Lord we want to repent this afternoon change us change us to become meek and gentle Lord before you God oh father we pray let Lord, there be wholeness, let there be restoration in our hearts, in our lives, oh God. And it will translate to restoration, the family, between husband and wife, between parents and children, oh God. Oh, remove impurity, Lord, from our lives, oh God. Remove impurities from our life that we become pure before you single-hearted, O oh God, to follow You, Lord. And there's no other things, O oh God, that we pursue but You alone. Pure our hearts this afternoon. Just pray, pray, pray. Everybody, just pray. We have asked God a lot. Give me, give me, give me. Today, this afternoon, we just want to pray. Make me, Lord, make me. Make me pure before You, Lord. Make me gentle before You, Lord. Make me humble before you, Jesus. Oh, let this church be pleasing to you, God. Hallelujah. And this afternoon, if you just want to say, God, make me, Lord. Make me before you, Lord. Just lift up your hands and just... Speak to the Lord this Lord afternoon God, Pray to God this afternoon Lord I've lived this life as I want And I want you to bless me I want you to uh, top up all What is in, uh, lacking in my life But today this afternoon I bow down before you I humble myself I empty myself I surrender all I say God I know nothing God. And I just want to have your will I just want to have you in our hearts. Our life, oh God. So change us this afternoon. Make us, oh God. Form in our lives a character of Jesus Christ. Form in us, oh God, the attributes of Jesus Christ. That we become more like your image. That we will not embarrass you in front of the world. But we will shine your glory yes, God. That we may become the salt And the light Jesus. Of the world Bringing glory to you yes, Amen. We repent We repent We repent We repent We repent We repent yes, We repent this <laughs> afternoon. Yes, oh Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. And this afternoon, may we come to the table of the Lord with a new heart, with a renewed heart, Lord. Hallelujah. I invite the workers to come forward. Hallelujah. We will come to the table of the Lord and to have fellowship with Jesus on one table is full of grace and mercy and he can help us he can change us he can transform us Amen. if we yield to him and we surrender yes. to him Amen. bless lord this uh, holy communion lord if we bring our hearts our lives to you lord we want to come in a worthy manner We want to leave behind all things that are not pleasing oh, to yes. you we want to repent god that we may come to you in a worthy manner. And as we are forgiven, we want to forgive others who have sinned against us, who have trespassed against us, Lord. We want to forgive them. We want to release our forgiveness for them that we receive fullness of forgiveness from you. Thank you. Bless everyone. who's going to partake this holy communion. In the name of Jesus, we pray and give thanks. Amen.